Welcome to Run Your Mouth. I'm your host, David Melly. This week's guest is Woody Kincaid of Bowerman Track Club, a Colorado native and University of Portland grad who recently qualified for his first Olympic Games in the 5K and 10K. Longtime listeners will remember that we first had Woody on the podcast in 2018 when he was coming off a string of injuries that derailed his early professional career, and it was a great full circle moment to have him come on again at the top of his game and reflect on how far he's come. Woody is a great friend of mine, and we got right into it, so get ready for an all-timer episode. We covered everything from self-inflicted wounds, to Twitter, to his relationship with his coaches, and pretty much everything in between. Woody's done a lot of podcasts lately, but I guarantee this one will be unlike any other interview you've heard with a newly minted Olympian, and I think you'll really like it. Enjoy the episode, and don't forget to cheer for Woody as he represents Team USA in Tokyo in a couple weeks. Don't forget to subscribe, like, follow, review, do the things you do. And until next time, this has been Run Your Mouth. You want to do the intro? Yeah, I got you. Um, right. Yeah, well, I, I'm gonna warn people in the intro that this is gonna be uh, the, this is gonna be the podcast. It is. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, we go. Welcome, back. Yeah, welcome to Run Your Mouth, Long Run Talk for Long Talking Runners. I'm your host, David Melly. Uh, I'm joined once again, a returning podcast guest, uh, newly minted Olympian, Woody Kincaid. How's it going, big guy? I'm great. Thank you very much. Where are you calling Dude. from right now? Park City. Um, and I just had this debate with Centro of if you make two teams, are you a two-time Olympian? And the answer is definitely no. Absolutely not. So I'm only Oh, if you make Olympian. two events. Yeah, uh, yeah I think it it's goes by year for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I think you were going to argue. I thought you were going to say you were going to argue that it's like Olympian is a binary state of like the number of times you do it. Uh, yeah, I am. No. I actually... <laughs> It was just on the front of my mind. Yeah, that's. Uh, I can only imagine that uh, the the that Centro is a, an endless source of fun, uh, <laughs> stupid arguments. Yes, that's a good way to put it. He's fun, uh, stupid arguments all the time. <laughs> all that's the good. time. It really keeps yeah. like camp entertaining. We were all really happy like Centro made the team because the runs go by so fast. <laughs> I can imagine. Do you ever, uh, what's, what's your policy on workout talking? I'm a big believer that like once the workout starts, there's no chatting in between reps, but. Um, I think central will chirp because I don't, I think he physically can't not, (laughs) but, uh, I don't, I'm too nervous. I I usually stop talking once the workout starts. That's fair. Um, now that you're, uh, first of all, congrats officially. Um, I know you've done 1,000 podcasts uh, in the last week, but I will lay claim to the fact that on your victory lap, you spotted me in the crowd and said, we're doing the podcast. So at least I have that credibility. No, we're boys. I mean, for real. Like when you can spot someone, be like, "Uh, they were there when I was uh, sitting in my apartment injured for six months or whatever. I feel like you got to do the podcast. You got to bring it back now. That I that is I have said in the past that that episode is one of my favorite episodes of the pod because it's so interesting to listen to. It's aged. It's in aged retrospect. well. Yeah. yeah, and I yeah. think it's it's definitely. I mean, just to preface for the listener, like this is definitely going to be. We're not going to just run through like Woody's career and like like listen to all the other fucking podcasts if you care <laughs> about that. Um, but yeah, I mean, honestly, I feel like maybe that's a good place to start is when do you, when do you feel like you turned a corner in your, t- in your professional career to sort of become, you know, get out of the injury cycle and then become yeah. the runner you are now. I think when I, when I finally decided to get hernia surgery and uh, like, I was just like, I didn't have any money. So I was like, <laughs> I don't know if I can get the surgery, but I decided to just make it work. Um, and then when I finally came back from that, like in 2019, um, things just started to click and I wasn't having like huge setbacks after that. So how long obviously was I had the, a great year in 2019. <laughs> how long was like the recovery from the hernia surgery? Um, 
pretty much the whole fall. Like, you know, the surgery itself is only maybe 10 or 12 days, but I just didn't like, I would run five miles on the track and I couldn't run the next day because my, my quads were blown up. Um, so it took pretty much the whole fall. Do you have a gnarly scar from the surgery? I have a bilateral surgery. Okay. I, I, I had an actual hernia. Um, not, I had an inguinal hernia on my right side. And then what they call a sports hernia, everyone has on the left side. And the doctor's like, well, uh, might as well patch up both with, uh, with this mesh. So I have, I have two marks. On my it's tongue. not a video pod, so my for, for the listener, what he just got completely naked and showed us. <laughs> yeah. I've been naked this whole time. But you don't have to pretend. Yeah, that's yeah. We did. That's why we don't do the videos. Uh, <laughs> we're both fully nude. Um, it's where we're most comfortable. Yeah, and and that. I mean, it seems like obviously, once you got out of there, like things were just like hitting the ground running. Did you feel like? I guess what was your reaction to the trials getting? pushed because i feel like you were maybe one of those people that felt like oh i have all this momentum going into 2020 and then you know that they get delayed a year um i don't like there was just so much going on at that time i didn't have time to think about how does this you know i don't think people were really thinking about how they feel (laughs) like i don't think people were thinking how they feel they were just like kind of like living day to day like trying to figure out a new routine you know so um by the time COVID kind of started to be under control, I was already like locked into making Tokyo again. I was pretty sure they were going to have the Olympics, but I was never totally sure until a couple months ago. Do you? So I think one of the things I've always has always impressed me about you is I feel like you have a very strong sense of self belief. And so I guess this is in a weird way, it's a cliche question, but I also think it's an interesting one where like, whether it was, you know, 9K into the race or when you were 10 years old, like, can you point a moment, pinpoint a moment in your life where you felt like I can do this? Like, I truly believe that I am going to be an Olympian. Jeez, how deep in this podcast are we, dude? It's been like three minutes. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't fuck around. We're not wasting time. We'll get to the stupid stuff in a little bit. <laughs> All right. Uh, did I think, I, um, yeah, I, I think I do have this weird uh, uh, confidence in my ability and general, um, it's a weird, it's not a usual mentality where I have a pretty, uh, I guess you could say pessimistic outlook towards like the general world, but a very strong self-belief in my own ability. So it's, it's not like I'm one of those guys that's going to be like anything is possible. Cause I'm not like that, but I definitely think if I focus, I'm able to do what I want to do. That's I'm on most tasks. Mm-hmm. I don't uh, know if that's common. Or yeah, I think that answers. Yeah. I, I guess. Yeah. D- if someone asked you coming out of, I guess coming out of college is different because it's like a transition point. If someone, if I asked you in 2018 on the pod, if I was like, are you going to Tokyo in 2020? Would you say with absolute confidence at that time that you're like, I'm, I'm doing it? 2018? What year? Yeah. Or whatever, when you, when you were hella injured. <laughs> uh, no, I, I mean, I definitely had moments where I was like, I don't know, you know, I don't know if it's going to work out, but those are for me generally pretty passing. Like I, t- I don't have like a natural, uh, I don't stay in one state for a whole long time. Um, but when I have like my goal set on something, I, I don't know if I would have said, I can't tell you if I would have said that you would, we would have, it depended on the day. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I ever would have tried to stop though. I would have mm-hmm. kept trying. Yeah, that's the thing about podcast, man, is like it's like a tattoo. Uh, like, uh, this is going to be out there forever. And I might regret saying whatever I just oh. said right now. And it might have been totally I totally might totally disagree with it at this moment. But the tattoo is there. And now I got a unicorn or some shit, you know, <laughs> the key is to just uh, I always say if you self identify as a hypocrite, then you can never be held accountable for what you say. 
you know it's like <laughs> you're like yeah. somebody's like you said this at this time i'm like yeah, <laughs> i can't i can't i say a lot of shit a lot of times yeah. there's 65 episodes of the pod <laughs> yeah. i don't feel different the same way i did on the last episode you know? yeah exactly man exactly you have any tattoos i have one tattoo i have only one it's a tree on i don't even remember which leg right now it's on my <laughs> right leg i don't think about it at all what I is like it, it for when did you get it um, my friend Marcel and I is from Australia. He was living with me my junior year. Um, he's like, I want to go get a tree tattoo. And I'm like, I've always wanted a tattoo. So uh, I just went in and put no thought into it. I like Googled a tree that I liked and I just slapped it on my leg. There wasn't a whole lot to it. I just wanted uh, to get one with him. I, I realize this is actually a weirdly good segue, but I, <laughs> I didn't even plan to do this. But uh, are you getting the rings? Yeah, I knew someone was going to ask that. I, I don't know. <laughs> no one, am I the first I one to give you that one? <laughs> I'm going to give you a non-answer. I don't know. I have no idea yet. Because everybody else, I might be convinced into doing it. But at the moment, I don't want to. You, at the moment, you don't want to? No. Do you have a, even if you don't want to, do you have like a, if I did get it, I'd get it here? No. Haven't uh, thought about it. Right I, ass cheek. That's where you get it. I know that this, the, the right answer is the ass. I mean, for you <laughs> you know it's my favorite part of your body so. i know <laughs> i know what the right answer is david but i yeah, I, uh, I will also say this is a this is a, a weird experience for us because we talk fairly regularly but we never talk about running <laughs> <laughs> this is Not unusual i've cornered you and now i get to ask you all the serious questions um i think i think i talk to you on instagram more than anybody else I'll take that as got, a badge of pride. Also, I don't talk to a lot of people on Instagram. Well, I mean, yeah, I, mean, I just feel like you're an unreliable texter, but I can at least uh, very find true. you on Instagram. Very true. Time. Yeah. Um, and if I put something controversial on my story, that's like when I'll, Woody, Woody will weigh in and <laughs> get. <laughs> There's nothing I like to do more than weighing in on controversy. Yeah, that's what I like to do. Don't joke about that. That's probably <laughs> take a very different direction. <laughs> Yeah, actually, I don't like it that much. I'd take that. Back. Yeah. Well, I was going to, this maybe is the closest we will veer into controversy, but um, did, was it hard to like deal with like, you know, Lopez and Evan and everything happening on your team and feel like you had to focus on your race at trials? Like, was that tough for you or did you just fully just shut it out? I think uh, everybody wanted to make the team so much. You know, you're talking about not just Lopez, Evan, and obviously Shelby with mm-hmm the huge umbrella over there, but you know, I, I've been doing this for five years now. I've had good times and very bad times. And I think when you're racing, when you're run, when you're training, you have to just focus on that. And then outside of it, you have to do your best to um, support people outside that. Uh, I don't think it's easy to do, but uh, yeah, I think anyone that wants to, keep doing any job for a while has to deal with like situations outside their job, you know, especially in, in the Shelby, like Shelby and uh, Jager and Lopez, Chris Derrick, um, you know, you get to see basically what could happen to any of us. Um, you know, unfortunately I think the situation is where the testing is so sensitive that anybody could be accused of doping um, or, you know, all of us will eventually get injured to the point where, uh, we can't get hurt, like run. So damn, I didn't mean to make it this sad. I know, right? This, <laughs> Sorry, see, this, this is, is the like, second time. But you know, like, I think it's just something you have to uh, run through no matter what. It's a high risk, high reward it. sport. Yeah, know? it is. Um, what you movies are you watching them. in the hotel room on race day? Um, uh, what did I do race day? Which one? Which race? Either, both. All I honestly, I, I was... The, the 10K, I was too nervous to do anything. I, I couldn't even eat. The, I spent the whole day of the 10K trying to eat. I was just sitting in the chair, slowly <laughs> nibbling on food and like trying not to throw it up and not successfully doing it. Like at some point I did throw it up. Did so you I threw up not, before your race? On the I threw up like six hours before the race, man. I could oh, not eat good. lunch. That's a good yeah. uh, way to go into the race. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was hoping you were going to say Top Gun because... Uh, <laughs> I our, wish. Our friend, uh, our, our friend Scott Fobble's podcast uh, that you did the Top Gun episode on is like <laughs> my favorite episode of that podcast. Like we could just do a second hour on Top Gun. Uh, I forgot <laughs> you. I, need, I haven't listened to yours, uh, Fobble, but I definitely need to. I like Fobble's podcast. 
Yeah. Are you are you a James Bond guy? No. Have you seen any James Bond movies? Yeah, but I couldn't. I could not name a single. Recall them. Yeah, that's fair. Um, that that is uh, that's you know you have a long flight coming up, several long flights. You like Bond? I'm a big Bond guy. I, I you know problematic ultimately, but just I I like I love a good just like fun action movie. And the recent ones are like good movies too. So well, we're coming out with another Top Gun. Oh, I know. Is yeah, that coming out this summer? It was supposed to come out last summer, right? Yeah, I think they pushed it. I don't know. Yeah, why they pushed it too. Um, Tom Cruise <laughs> I, I is like going the... to die one day, but <laughs> no, he's still doing his own stunts. He fully learned to fly. Yeah, he's just like, I want to fly fighter jets in this movie, and they're like, sure, Tom, whatever. The guy's nuts, but he just—he's good at his job. I'll say that. Are you are you like a thrill chaser person? Like, are you like a like let's let's take the risk, jump off the thing? Um, uh, inconsistently, yes. Sometimes I'll be very careful, and other times I'll be like, send it, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's the what's the uh, I guess you know within the bonds of you know what is going out into the recorded world? Um, what's like the the in retrospect stupidest? you know, risk you took as a kid or as a college student or whatever. Um, jumping off punchable falls, the high, the high point. I, I, I've Googled it and it was very, very high. I, I think 80 feet, man. Ooh, you know, I'm sure people are going to fact check me because that's very high and you die from that height, but that was definitely high enough to die from. And when did you do that? When I was on my 20th birthday, my 20th birthday and I like, hit, it's, it's been a good 20 word you know. <laughs> <laughs> no i just didn't think about it my friend all three of us went up there and i think once we um were up there we realized like oh we actually have to do this now or at least we felt pressure to do it um dude this then, was yeah i was gonna say because in ithaca um gorge jumping is a thing you know obviously in college like you know you jump in the gorges and there were safe and not so safe places to do it and I went off a really high one my freshman year. And it was that thing of like, we were deciding whether to do or not. And then we're like, well, we came all this way. Like, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And you did, right? Oh, I did. But literally right after that, like my buddy who went after me cracked a rib when he landed. So <laughs> I feel like I learned my life. I, I did not suffer the consequences, but I also immediately learned my lesson to like, yeah. sometimes don't do stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The water was freezing, so it's like oh, harder. Yeah, that's not fun. It's not good. Yeah. What time of year was it? <laughs> uh, September twenty first. So it wasn't that cold yet. But oh well, now we know your birth. Now everyone knows your birthday. Everybody. They can it. Wikipedia it. <laughs> yeah, well, they can always um, just look it up. Run your mouth, listeners. This is this work for Heather. <laughs> Put your Venmo in the description. <laughs> birthday presents. Um, everyone. I'll can take Venmo. the Venmo. Yeah, yeah send me money after, on Venmo. I'll take it. After uh, Tokyo, so you can go on a bender. Everyone will be, will be perfect. Um, the rumor is we're going to Barcelona after Barcelona um, after the season. Yeah, I heard you're going to Hawaii before uh, Tokyo too. That's correct. Yeah, is that going to be a fun? Are you going to be able to have fun, or is that just going to be all business all the time? No, I think we have the Waikiki final. We're going to have a crazy hard workout. Yeah, (laughs) that's fun. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It will be um, fun. Yeah. What is going on with your hair right now? I knew you would bring this up, man. I know. Uh, I've got it in a bun. I'm gonna. Okay. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Don't you worry. I'm gonna fix it up before Tokyo. I'm gonna cut the sides short. Oh, you're gonna do like a little little undercut action. Yeah. Have you? You didn't have long hair in college. You had like shaggy hair in college, right? Um. Yeah. I guess actually, fifth year I had shaggy hair. I had long hair before that though. I fell ass backwards into the man bun in college. So do you feel like, uh, do you feel like people are uh, like you own the man bun as much as Evan does, or is this purely an homage to, to the Bowerman <laughs> teammates? <laughs> um, I, I honestly think that my man bun is a little more scruffy and just like not as uh, scruffy. It's not, it's not as put together. As more roguish. It's yeah. Not, yeah. It's, it's my own identity. flowing locks. <laughs> right. Right. Evans is a masterpiece and mine's just a, its own piece of art. 
but not it's going on the fridge if you get what i mean <laughs> yes that's fair it was a, it was like a kind a proud kindergartner <laughs> yeah, um, yes. like those christmas ornaments i don't does, does your mom do this or like my mom has like christmas ornaments that i made in preschool that are like you know 20 years old and still puts them on the christmas tree every year and they're like um, the ugliest things you've ever seen yeah i love those those are my favorite i've got sentiment i've got a sentimental side to myself if you- yeah oh Oh, for sure. Do you have, do you have, um, do you have like, uh, sentimental running things like, you know, like first pair of spikes or I call myself the price of a mile on, on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. You don't think that's sentimental? I feel sure. like that's it, too sentimental. I mean, well, yeah, I do, I do, I, I do like the, you know, I mean, obviously, uh, the, the, the erstwhile city is podcast <laughs> has gone dormant. <laughs> I like the concept of the price of a mile, but do you have physical <laughs> memorabilia? I don't know. <laughs> no. Do you have superstitions? Do you have anything that you're like, oh, I got to do this on race day? Uh, I like raspberries. Raspberries. Cool. How interesting. Yeah. I like to eat raspberries on race day. <laughs> did, say. Were you able to keep the raspberries down on the 10K day, or is that one of the things you threw up? I put them back in. Not the same raspberries. Threw up raspberries. <laughs> Eight more raspberries. You would like this, I think. I'm drinking a uh, blueberry pomegranate sour. Um, it's very, uh, uh, if you're a big raspberry guy, it'll be right up your alley. That's a one beer for me. That's like, I'm not having a lot of those. I'm, I'll have one. I'll yeah, enjoy it would definitely one. be aggressive to have like to pound. Um, yeah, you're not going to pound those exactly. Well, I've been trying to cut back after Eugene. I, uh, I think I uh, need to let my liver recover a little bit after trials. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, I think you're in. A lot of people are sharing that same sentiment. Uh, the pilots, my old team, they came out for the 10k, and I did not see anyone, or I saw like two for the five. And I don't think it's because they didn't want to see me race, but I think they physically could not. They, they maybe, you know, were really, they were struggling just as much as you were. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They were just as tired as I was. Yeah. Did, uh, well, actually speaking of, I, I'm, I'm fascinated by both of your, well, you know, all of your coaches, but um, what is, what is the relationship with Rob like these days? Um. For the RC. Rob, Rob Connor, the, uh, the, the coach of Portland. Yeah. RC was always in college, like very hands-off coach. He was kind of like his philosophy is take a war, like a horse to water. We can't make him drink. And I felt like he thought I was always, he was always taking me to water and I just would not. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, um, I think he's very proud now, you know, I think he's happy to see potential that he knows and has always seen, um, on the big stage. Are you, you implying know. that he, he didn't like you in college? I think he did. No, he liked me. I, we definitely were friends. Like he liked me as a person. I just think he, you know, he's mad that I just wasn't running better as any good coach would be. That's fair. Yeah. No, we're what always is, good. What is your relationship with Jerry? Like I'm fat. I am infinitely fascinated. I'm a full, like, you know, believer in the mystique that, that you guys have all created around Jerry my me and jerry uh we're, we're jerry and i are the same person with two completely different philosophies of life explain like personality wise i would say we're actually very similar we're very stubborn and like my way or the highway kind of people but he's like this is the way i i, I don't know i I don't want to put it in like into political realm where he's like a Republican and I'm liberal, but that's definitely true. Uh, but like, that's kind of true for a lot of things where he's like, uh, you know, you have to do things this way to be good. And I'm like, I don't think this, I want to do things this way. Um, and that's, <laughs> we, we always fight a lot, but we're very, but we understand each other. If that makes sense. Uh, it's funny that you say that because that sounds a lot. Robert Johnson, Rojo of Let's Run fame, I guess, was my coach freshman year of college uh, at Cornell. And we have a very similar relationship. It is antagonistic about any member number of subjects, but I feel like yes. that is, that's a little bit our love language. You know what I mean? Is like fighting <laughs> yeah. all the time is how we, you know, 
Yeah. Uh, that is how we connect. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't even think we fight, you know, I, I, I don't think we fight because we know we we disagree already, but. In terms like of training, do, do you push back on training stuff or is it all, all the extracurriculars? Um, I mean, if Jerry asked me to do something, he's like, Hey, I want you to go to camp. I'll always do it. But if it's like, I don't know, you should keep running through, you know, it, a mild, like if I feel like my, my foot hurts now and I feel like I should take a workout off, I'll, I'm a lot more vocal. Like I'm not gonna do this workout, Jerry. I'm sorry. Um, but when it comes to like, Hey, you need to go to camp and you need to stay here. And I'm like, okay, yes, sir. You know, that's, that's kind of where we fight. Yeah. Take your battles. Yeah. Um, I don't usually, like- I don't talk back to him. Are you, <laughs> not unless, not unless I need to. <laughs> unless you need to. <laughs> what is it like having Shalane as a coach now that because you guys were teammates and now she's your coach? Um, well. I th- personally, I think if I ever move to the marathon, I want Shalane to be my coach. If uh, if she will have me as an athlete, I just think she has the whole package mm-hmm. compared to Jerry. What is her What is her style like as a as a coach? She's she's like she has the same drive and the same aspirations for her athletes that Jerry has. And she, mm-hmm. um, but Jerry has never been there and running is one of those weird sports where I think it's different, where I think it does help for a coach to have been there. People, this, you can disagree with me um, because I think sports where you are so, um, so much of how you perform is internal. I think it's important for a coach to uh, like understand that side of running that I don't think Jerry always does <laughs> so so but Shalane does and but she has the same aspirations and the same uh kind of like motivation that that Jerry has it's interesting that you say that because I actually have in my experience not with my own coaches but with sort of what, what my friends have gone through and certain experiences I sometimes find that people who had really successful professional careers as runners can sometimes not make the best, you know, emotional coaches for lack of a better term, because (laughs) they haven't really, particularly folks, I think there's a certain kind of cut of coach that is, was extremely naturally talented and has maybe not dealt with as much of the sort of like adversity of running um, and therefore has never sort of developed the tools to, and, you know, obviously Shane, Shalane has, has had ups and downs in, in her career. And, and maybe that's part of why she's able to sort of relate on to athletes on that level. But I worry sometimes, I almost feel like coaches that are good runners, like it's not that it's impossible to be a good coach. It's that it's like an uphill battle because yeah. you had so much workout for you that you haven't necessarily had to think as hard and as critically as, you know, somebody for whom it doesn't come naturally. Yeah. And I mean, we've had this debate so many times on our run, right? Because it's always like exactly what you said. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm about to burp. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm fine. Uh, I don't want to do Jerry a disservice. I don't want to be unfair to him because Jerry, Jerry has a good heart. He really does. Um, but he just knows what it takes, right? So he, he definitely um, often puts puts his heart aside to be like i i know what you need to do right now it's really hard to do this um and sometimes it's good sometimes it's bad it really takes uh an athlete to be uh i guess confident in themselves to to do the right thing and that that takes time and i think you know at the same time it seems like i'm also a big believer that i uh, from what i know and please correct me if i'm wrong is that uh you know jerry very much treats his athletes like adults yeah. And I think that that is a, that's, that's a secret sauce that I think does not get as much enough credit is like, particularly with professional runners versus, you know, high school or college runners. It's like, you need to, you need to be on the level of people, you know, people are coming into the system with their own experiences and their own perspectives. And um, you might not always agree, but at least as you're, if you're communicating effectively, you know, that's, that's important. Yeah. And Jerry actually, <laughs> For, for people, people would disagree and say he's a, dis, he's a he, you know, they don't, cause he's not a big texter, but he's a very good communicator in person. I think. Do you, 
I, I hate to be this guy, but like, just from, um, from a purely curiosity standpoint, like how, like, is Jerry saying like, you know, what do you tomorrow morning run eight miles at seven minute pace? Like how prescriptive is, is his training in terms of like what, what is up right. to you versus what is up to him? Right. So uh, most, a lot of our training is actually um, set by the, the team, right? Somebody mm-hmm. always is going to, we all have ambitions to win a gold medal or something far off like that. So there's always, he gives us a range, but if one person decides to break that range, he's okay with letting that go because he, he, he won't be like, he might say something like find, find this pace or something. But if you continue to disregard what he's saying and you keep going faster, he'll let that happen. Um, and he, he expects the team to do the, he expects the whole team to do it. He doesn't expect like just one person to do it. He wants everybody to be there. Um, so I think the team does a better job of, of bringing themselves in. Um, because if, if you go and you make that say, if you decide that today is going to be the day that you, this is the hell you die on, then you better make it through the whole workout. Like you better do the whole thing. You know, like, so I, I we in a lot of ways, take it out of measuring. You better know what you got. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wouldn't say Jerry never says, um, slow down because he does, but he leans more towards letting the team kind of find the right place. How often are you that guy that's, that's going on a little adventure up front? <laughs> I, I honestly, it changes every year, <laughs> it changes every year. Whenever someone's on one, it's always that person. And then the next year it's like, okay, well they're on one this year. So let's guess, guess we're just going to run as fast as Mo wants to run. Guess we're going to run as fast as Lopez wants to run. This is, this is Mo's team now, you know? <laughs> Do you feel but, like you're like, you've, I mean, in a weird way, it's like you kind of become one of the, you know, for lack of a better term, more like senior members of the team. Do you feel like there is kind of this, like, oh, there's these kids, you know, Tommy Ratcliffe is like 12 years old and he's like joining the team. <laughs> I just, do you I knew feel we were old now? <laughs> I do, yeah. Sometimes, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm definitely not the oldest person, but I'm I'm on my back nine <laughs> in terms of running. You've just been around a while, you know. Yeah. I mean, you've been what you've been on the team for five years. That's a long time to be on a, a pro team, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I I think I have some time left in me though. I feel good. So, I, yeah, no, it's not about your. I just I just meant like, do you feel like? Do you feel like when, you know, like training with Grant or whatever, like, you know, is there kind of like an old gen, new gen feeling or is it, you know, it's all one team. Everybody is just, just part Unfortunately, of it's all personality based. So if you ask me who the oldest person on the team is, I might say Grant Fisher. Just <laughs> like if I didn't know their age, you know, just because like people's maturity are in different places. <laughs> Um, you know, I, I wouldn't say Matt Sensowitz. <laughs> I wouldn't say you, you said it, I didn't say it. <laughs> yeah, I know you were leading me there. You know, I, I think I wouldn't say myself either. I would say, you know, the three oldest guys on the team, Lopez, Matt, and me, could be taken as like the youngest guys just because of our personalities. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I physically I feel old sometimes. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> I know that feeling a, a little too well at this point, especially going to the marathon as somebody who is never a super high mileage guy. Like there are mornings when I wake up and I'm like, damn, I ne- never used to have Achilles problems. <laughs> now <Right. I'm- laughs> or just like um, always waking up with something. <laughs> Being, oh yeah. It's always, you're like, when was the last time. time I just felt good? Like <laughs> it takes a while. Maybe it was I've- 20 years old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You get it before we get out of this stupid fucking you know all this seriousness um the the last like, to... action what wait are we are we being serious right now or being silly i can't tell oh it's always a little bit of both of you and me okay it is <laughs> yes um before we before we get out of out of that uh, do you feel like i don't I, I don't know how to phrase this but like and i feel i'm worried i'm gonna offend you by the way i ask it but offend me man you think right. you can offend me? I spent the last month getting told I was a doper. <laughs> the time I opened my Instagram. Don't worry. Oh my God. I saw something that was like, somebody was like, congrats to Joe Klecker, the rightful <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. Like, yeah. get off Twitter. <laughs> well, the, the interesting thing about this whole experience is that um, people decide who they like and who, like, they think that, um, 
first of all, no one on Bauman is doping, but for some reason, you know, they think that these people on Bauman are doping, but these people aren't because these people are cool, uh, but these people are sketch. So it's like, I, I'm always interested in knowing their logic on who, who's doping to you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I think that's ultimately at the end of the day. And then this is like the, you know, this is the, this is the run your mouth angle on all this. It's like, I just ultimately am more interested in sort of the media perception side of it than anything else. And you hit the nail on the head, you know, and I will even take, you know, sort of internal Bowerman out of it and say like, you know, the reaction to someone like Shelby who has a very good reputation in the sport versus someone like Rupp was very different. And, you know, I, you don't, you don't have to opine on, you know, why it was different or, or what people, you know, might believe versus reality, but I think we can agree it was very different, you know, <laughs> and yeah. it's interesting how we create these narratives. You know, we like to, we love these like, you know, hero villain, you know, narratives, underdog, favorite, whatever it is, but it's all manufactured at the mm-hmm. end of the day. All I was going to say is I, 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 just, I find it very interesting that there was such a, there was such a strength of opinion about what for many people was new information mm-hmm. very quickly that that I come, I don't want to be like one of those like Twitter's the problem people. Cause like, frankly, you know, if Twitter's the problem, that means I'm part of the problem. <laughs> but yeah, you are Twitter too. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's interesting that it like we do have to. There's no, there truly is, and this is fucking retreading old territory. But it's like there's no room for nuance. You know, there's no room for having a, a complex conversation or for somebody being. You know, I mean, I think even the way Centro is portrayed in media for right. a better term uh, he's a complicated guy and and <laughs> I, and i and i think that you know he has sides of himself that he very much leans into versus you know maybe sides that he doesn't show as publicly mm-hmm. and it's interesting that you know somebody can take one you know small slice of an instagram comment and be like well this is what this person is you know right or even a podcast there's a reason why matt doesn't do podcasts because the guy will talk until the cows come home right (laughs) (laughs) so he i mean he just doesn't want to be held accountable for every single word he says and i'll go on podcasts because uh i have i don't know a kind of respect for like recording um in the moment but it's not wise it's not smart (laughs) <laughs> like if you want to know the truth like, he's if, like if, i regret this <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh you know if if i were a professional athlete i wouldn't have a twitter like if i were smart <laughs> like well actually this i is, am a professional well, athlete and I, I if i were smart i wouldn't have a twitter because it doesn't do me good this is what i started asking 20 minutes ago when i started this question was like your you definitely are somebody that i would say is not super into playing the game of like you know the sort of the the instagram game for lack of a better term and i i was wondering uh, particularly now you know more than ever as you're gonna you know frankly you're gonna get you know nbc's gonna be talking about you and you're gonna get a lot of interview requests and stuff like do you feel the pressure to you know sort of be a public figure in addition to being an athlete and how do you handle that well that's that's what kind of gets back to your point is everybody has a microphone now man so i mean definitely my my audience just got bigger in some sense um but uh no i don't one thing that's good about everyone having a mic is people are a lot more sympathetic to uh people who just are themselves i think but uh it's yeah i i guess i i kind of not worried per se about like if i'm just out there what what people are going to think i've been out there for a while at least i think so like with with price of mile going on podcasts um it's yeah i could see how it could be over overwhelming for for a lot of people though yeah or even just you know do you feel like 
you know, the, the, the cliche question of like, what do athletes owe the world, the sport, the fans, et cetera. Do you feel like you owe anyone anything? I'm, I'm most offensive when, uh, you know, I shouldn't be, I'm most offensive when people discredit everything I do. Um, but I, I've always kind of had that <laughs> side of me. It's not like something new. Um, what do you mean discredit? I mean, uh, anything. It doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be doping allegation. It doesn't have to, but you know, when I ran 1258, it's like, well, it was just the shoes or it was a perfect environment. Like, um, and Centro actually made a good point. He's like, man, that just means you made it. Like that's, that's just <laughs> how it is. Mad. Yeah. <laughs> So, and, and honestly, that, that re I really took that to heart where it's like, okay, man, people are so mad at me and it just kind of means like now you're on the radar. <laughs> like that's, sure. Yeah. Central's just been there his whole life. So I, I can understand why he kind of puts up a wall a little bit. Yeah. Do you, um, how much of that should you, do, like, do you read Let's Run? I haven't, I wouldn't say I'm consistent. It's not reader. cool to admit you do. So. <laughs> I wouldn't say I'm consistent reader. I read it after the trials and, Jeez. and I'm not happy about it. <laughs> I wish I didn't. Yeah. It didn't make me feel better about uh, how, I mean, cause a, a lot of, there was like a lot of anonymous, like there's no way anybody believes any of this is real. And I'm like, you, d have you been following my career? Like, I've been doing this stuff for, for years. You know what I mean? Like it's, this isn't out of the blue, like you say it is, but again, yeah. I'm being defensive, right? Well, and that's what I, I mean. I, I would also say that that's one of the things that's, I mean, I think one of the ways that I justify the annoying presence that I have on the internet <laughs> is that like, I will always answer for my hot takes, you know, like, mm -hmm. you know, like people know where to find me people, you know, fucking, yeah. I mean, I, you know, I if somebody that. gets mad at me, it's like, I will always, I will either, you know, even if it's me backing down and saying, you know, I was wrong and I'm an idiot, like you're right. But, it, but even if it is, you know, it's like, that's like the message board shit that drives me crazy. And it's, it's amazing <laughs> to me when it's like, when you do confront people, how quickly so many people will back off something that they, you know, launched out when there was no consequences to, you know, putting their hot take out there and that's like i need to say this oh, oh god i'm sure guys are I'm, uh, gonna listen to this i have the most hot takes of anyone on the team on runs um but that's really honestly to pass the time so i like to believe that when people are making these hot takes that they're just kind of passing like they're just having fun in some way uh and i do think that's usually the case like it's just something to talk about What's your hottest take of the day? What's, what's, what, what's got you riled up this week? Um, I'm, not, I'm not actually on tilt right now. I'm okay. You're okay. You're centered. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm all right right now. <laughs> Ask me tomorrow. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't know if I have a hot take right now. I, the ranking thing is stupid. That's, that's my hot take right now is that the mess that is the world athletics rankings is just like, it's so complex that people who spend their whole day thinking about track stuff can't figure out what the hell is going on. And that's never a good sign. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think our sport definitely is too complicated. There's no doubt about that, but I don't have the answer for how to fix it. So yeah, yeah I can't answer that. Woody for, for USATF president. That's the, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's the. Did, would you? Do you think you'd want to coach after after retiring? Um, I think that door has definitely been opened. You know, with, when you have like an Olympic title next to your name, saying I was Olympian, I think a lot of programs are probably more open to it now. Um, yeah, I think I would definitely. Yeah, but I don't know where it's going to be in ten years. I honestly, don't know where the yeah. sport's going to be in ten years. Okay, I got a, I got a couple silly ones for you, but uh, before we get get to that, the, one of the questions we've asked we used to ask more. We don't as much anymore. As as a guy who uh, who has his, uh, a long history of uh, interesting injury experiences, um, do you have a what I call a self inflicted wound? Doesn't even necessarily have to be like a running like it, it set you back running wise, but just like 
sometime when you did something stupid and you're like, this was entirely my own fault. Like, <laughs> yeah, a lot of, t- I have a lot of those, man. <laughs> I have a lot of those, the, the jumping off punchable falls. I had to go to the yeah, that, that kind of was, I mean, I mean if, it, if you had hurt yourself doing it, that I did hurt myself doing it. I, like, what did you do? Head. I, uh, I hit the water and I, I hit my balls really hard and then I had to go to the hospital. Oh, you had to like, was I had there to, like, swelling? Yeah, there was. Oh, geez. <laughs> that happened again on my college team once. Yeah. So that, that, I mean, fortunately, nothing um, that's put me out of running yet. I, I don't plan on that happening now. I have yeah, weak knees seems now. Like I can't even like go sideways. <laughs> um, you're, uh, yeah, that, it is funny how um, you can just be less stupid by pure lack of opportunity at a certain yeah. age. That's this, that's it, man. Just Were you like ever brought home by the cops situation. in high school? College? Was I ever what? Brought home by the cops? I feel like you could have, I could see I was, you having some interesting interactions with the law. Yeah, I'm glad that you uh, assumed that. You're right. Um, I rest my case. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I was never arrested. I was taken to the drunk tank um, okay. as a freshman in college. Um, oh, that's not bad. That's they're going to say freshman in high school. I was like, Jesus Christ. No, no, no. I I was taken to, um, yeah, I was, I wasn't even intoxicated. I was just being, uh, uh, dumbass. (laughs) I was just being rude. I I think I blew an alcohol level of point zero two. Were you being rude to a police officer? Point zero zero two or whatever is under the legal driving. I was rude to the PSAFE officer, not the police officer. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's kind of a shithead. Shouldn't have done that. But I was, I, in my defense, I wasn't intoxicated, just a total dick. I don't know. That's a defense of a sort. Yeah. (laughs) Um, obviously the, the most controversial, uh, you know, case of all, um, the, the Bowerman kits this year, um, are I've, I've seen a lot of opinions, both pro and con. So I guess rather than asking if you, if you like them, do you have a favorite in your time on Bowerman? Do you have a favorite kit? Um, yeah, I wasn't on Bowerman, but I really liked those. I think 2013, those split down the middle, the red and black, the Joker. Oh yeah. I liked the, didn't they have like a, like a checkerboard one year? They, Maybe like 2015. Maybe, maybe they, is that yeah. Beijing? Maybe. I forget. Yeah. That wasn't on that team then. Yeah. I like those a lot. I liked the ones you guys had last year, the, the, like the red lightning ones. Those are, those are going to be a classic one day. I really very, like those. Yeah. They're, uh, those are another one that I feel like a lot of people didn't like. I love those. Um, well, now we got like PJs. I, I was like say, <laughs> the current ones look a little like Microsoft painty to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it looks like a little bit like Kanye decided to make it and just that was it. This so cool. there's something about the shorts. I don't know what it is, but they they look enormous. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Maybe I, I don't know. I guess it's better than the college kids shorts that like people's balls keep falling out of. But please, David, um, I'm turning red. <laughs> um yeah the the you're a big shorts over half tights guy though i think we talked about this last time i can't remember definitely all shorts man any particular reason or just just always been the i like the freedom i like the freedom freedom are you a boxers guy boxer briefs no i know i look like one though huh no i don't i wear i wear normal briefs normal briefs that's fair um and I, the one I wanted to ask you, um, I don't know if you'll have a good question, an answer on this. I mean, I'd be interested to know. But uh, I'm drunk. Are you? You still drinking that one? This is, I'm <laughs> halfway through my first beer, um, so I'm wasted. Start asking, um, man. Yeah. Uh, do you have a worst first date story? I might start asking everybody this one because I think it's a good. Uh, I honestly haven't dated that many people. I started dating my girlfriend uh, when I was 21, and before that, I was with only three girls that I had dated like for a pretty long time so what was your first oh, date with your current girl i don't think i've never even really been on a like a date man it's just kind of like i hung out with this person for a while and like oh yeah i guess we're dating <laughs> like i can't kick him out of the house this <laughs> like, you know <laughs> it was never in like an official date i never really did that where it's like okay we're going to the movies we're going to i should 
but that's just never how it happened. Maybe that's the big like uh, post Tokyo gestures. You you go for like the big dinner, fancy dinner. She um, would love that. She would love yeah. that. Yeah, she's yeah. She paid me to do this. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh man, awesome. Well, I think that that pretty much ran through. Oh, uh, I know what I wanted to ask because I can't remember if we did this. I I'm I have no memory. I should have listened to the episode before asking asking. Have we talked about the fact that the first I knew of you was Fable talking about you on the Sidious Mad, Mad podcast? Is that the one where I, I uh, stripped naked and went yes, into the lake? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I feel like you, I'm opening the floor for you to tell embarrassing stories about Fable in high school to, to even the score. I don't know if I have an embarrassing story so much as he just does weird stuff. Like he dressed up as a burrito for Halloween. <laughs> like he thought that was cool like i'm a burrito isn't that sick it's like i guess <laughs> you know so i don't i don't know if i have like a specific story of this weird thing that followed it because i have these reckless adventures that i don't see fobble doing he's a very like structured person in that sense um but he just sometimes he thinks things are cool that are like follow what are you doing man like <laughs> The, the beauty of this is we're what we're 45 minutes into this he's not gonna listen so no. <laughs> he'll never know unless someone tells I, him this was when follow was 19 if you hold him to any standard oh anything we did i this is like the you know the worst is uh anyone bringing up anything that you did before the age of like 25 you're like <laughs> thank you that's pretty late <laughs> that's, yeah <laughs> i would have said 21 <laughs> either way i still i feel like thing, I, I did like things that i am embarrassed happened you know last week um, right yeah. maybe that might, that's my own anxiety shining through i uh consistent i i said this on another podcast and one of the reasons why i'm not on twitter i'm not on or i am on twitter but um seldomly is because uh, i do have a fear of being like canceled i never i never thought that i'd be accused of doping but i did always think i was going to be canceled and i think that could happen one day and and I don't so want for to... something you did or just like a hot take you had that got no just a hot take we can yeah when's it. your newsletter coming out woody <laughs> that would be that would be canceled the first week <laughs> oh man so don't don't subscribe to that when's the uh I, when's I actually... the only fans dropping that's the real question <laughs> 2020 2021 dude after yeah. tokyo it might be the first once thing you build I up the following who who environment uh Never mind. I was gonna ask him about like, only OnlyFans. Only fans, yeah. I feel like it'll be Centro would be the answer. No, he would not. Centro's actually a <laughs> private guy. That's the thing you have to understand. He's the most vocal private guy in the world. Um none of us. Probably Lopez, actually. <laughs> he has the best abs. I think people would pay to see that. Lopez know. light he's kind of like into the physical vanity. So I could see that possibly happening. Yeah, that's fair. Um that's uh, you know. If you ever need to supplement the income, you know, it's always a backdoor option. Um, but I'll anyways. keep my options open. I'll keep my options yeah, open. Yeah, never say never. Depend. Let's see how Tokyo goes, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've learned not to close any doors, man. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, we've, we've already done this before, but that doesn't mean you're off the hook to do it again. Um, what's your internet crush these days? Who or what are you crushing on? On the gram or... Um, well, my I, favorite I don't think Instagram TikTok, page, right? I think last time, I can't believe I remember this. I said my Instagram page, my favorite was talking about lamps or something. Probably. Yeah. That, that, was, that right. was years ago. I, now it's um, Eggs Tyrone, where this guy, he just overlaps uh, people dancing with different music. It's, it's beautiful. That's my, I, I spend a lot of time. I also like Catatonic Youth. Okay which is just people in their teenage years uh, making terrible music, something I can relate to. That, um, did you make music in your teenage years? It's just doing embarrassing things. <laughs> oh, all right, that's fair. Do you but, play uh, any musical instruments? Do you sing? I play the drums. Yeah, play the drums. Okay, you could be like Sheila E. You could sing and play the drums. We had a band at UP called The Wranglers. So shout out to The Wranglers. Yeah. Um, were, were, were they played Blink-182. Of the track team on the, cool. in the band, they were all cross country runners. We oh, were sick, wow. man. We were sick. That's uh, <laughs> is there? Are you on Spotify? <laughs> uh, thank God, no. Thank God, no. <laughs> we played. We played a couple team parties, man. That was the. That was their legacy. 
That's, uh, I hope to God there is recordings of that. <laughs> I, will, I will be asking around. I will be calling in every favor I've amassed. Yeah, in, make sure uh, you comment on the, the masterful performance of the drummer. Yeah, the drum line is really solid. Pretty minimalist. Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of, go to karaoke song. Someone hands you the mic. What are you singing? Oh, what did I say last time? I don't remember. I think I said... It can always change. Well, I, I don't know, man. I'm never going to do karaoke. I have to agree or be realistic, but uh, you've got what I need, right? That. Is that what it's called? You've Are got, you thinking you, of uh, just a friend? Just a friend. Just Marquee. a friend. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I think I could, That's a good one. I could do that one. Yeah. All right. And last but not least, aside from raspberries, death row meal, what are you eating? You can have anything you want. <laughs> what are you having? Assuming you can keep it down. Uh, I think I saw a tweet the other day that it was like um, executioner and then the person being executed is like, I want to, or the executioner goes, what, what, what do you want for your last meal? And the guy goes, I want to eat the electric chair. <laughs> He's like, we can do that. <laughs> so that's, the, I think I would do, I would oh, eat the electric for a chair. Way out. Yeah. <laughs> that's fair. I'll allow it. I normally I wouldn't let you off the hook, but I'll, I'll allow it this time. Um, well, thanks again for coming on and, and returning. I hope we were, were your favorite of all of the 25 podcasts you've done this week. Um, if we were just lie and tell me that I was. You were. Thank you. Certainly the most uh, refined. Refined? I don't know yeah. what that means. but we Well, I feel like you just knew there. what you were going to say coming in. I actually did. So a lot of these I go like I go in blind. Like if I like either don't have time or if it's just like i kind of know vaguely what i, I mean yeah you know we talk all the time it's yeah probably be easy but i actually did kind of a lot of research for, or not research i did a lot of notes for yours i have notes right here um yeah. because i'm like woody and i will talk about top gun for an hour if i don't give us a <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah and there are and it, it is true that it's i I sometimes feel like it's, I'm like doing a disservice to you as a runner that I don't ever like ask you how your like training's going, but I just feel like you assume that I care. I'm invested in you as a friend. And so I don't bother doing it, but um, I obviously also care about you as a runner and was extremely happy to see Thank you. you. Yeah. How is, how's your training going, man? I saw you were only running normal miles again. So you're back on the shower beers. Am I right? Uh, oh yeah. I'm back. I just on, follow you through on, Instagram. Yeah, big fan. Um, doing Chicago in the fall. Um, hopefully, run a fast marathon. I thought for I would having, be like, oh, sorry. For having a running podcast, how often do you really talk about your own running? Very rarely. I'm very weird about it. Um, yeah. I, about it. Hmm. yeah. I, yeah. Well, actually, I went on the Beer Mile podcast last week and they asked me about it at the very end. And I, I don't know. I, I feel like for somebody who talks a lot about running, in the abstract it's not that i'm private about my own training it's that more that it's like it's always for me like and like it's not that i'm doing this especially now that i'm you know i'm you know i'm on a team and everything but like i'm not in college or anything like it's ultimately at the end of the day it's like i'm doing it for my own fulfillment and so it's like feels weird to like make it everybody else's problem you know yeah <laughs> Uh, like people if it's not going well definitely yeah yeah or just like i don't know like i don't ever want to be that person that it's like posting every workout split to like their instagram story and you're like why no one cares like you know it's (laughs) like i don't want to be that person so it's like i feel like i overcompensate the other way you know right i i could see that people want to know our splits though so maybe you could split like just change sides for one day maybe yeah and i think i also it's not that it's been like my, my coach and I talk about this all the time because I think I'm pretty, I'm, I tend to be pretty hard on myself with my running. And it's not that it's been like a while since I've had a good race, but it's been a while since I've had a good race. <laughs> and like, I feel like it's like, I'm much more inclined to talk about it when like, there's like things are going well. <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> uh, yeah. I know yeah. what you mean. Trust me, man. Yeah. So hopefully when I run really fast in Chicago and finally figure out the marathon and how to drink water during running five minute pace i will uh i will then be won't shut up about my running well you have a goal time 
But uh, are you just going? I in? mean, I, part of it, it's nice that I don't have that the trial standard isn't out, so I don't have to like worry about like oh, like hit this exact time. But I, I mean, training wise, like I, I'm hoping to run under two seventeen. So we'll see. It's only my okay. second marathon, so we'll see. Anyways, thank you for coming on. We can continue chatting without recording. I love you. You're going to kill it in Tokyo. Thank you for sharing yet another podcast. Did we? My pleasure. I don't know if we did anything. Is this going to set the world on fire? I just blacked out. I hope not. I I don't think so. So, Sometimes, like I did so many podcasts, I woke up like in in a sweat last night. Like, what? Jesus. (laughs) I said so many things. What did I say? You got what I need, but you say he's just a friend, and you say he's just a 